Amen. You know, I, I watched that video a bunch of times this week, and I, I, I got to tell you, it moved me every single time. I, I think it's powerful, it's convicting, it's challenging, it, it's so true, and I, <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, I, I, I teared up uh, a few times while watching it. You know, I'm watching you, Dad. I'm watching how you treat people. I'm watching how you treat mom, me, and my sister. I'm watching to see if you really believe what you say about God. Dad, the way you're living your life is having a big impact on me. Well, today is Father's Day 2018. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Now, now I read recently in an article on my Facebook news feed, you know, a lot of smart people writing stuff out there, right? And said that one of the things, top 10 things churches need to stop doing, right? And, and one of those things where don't have dads stand up in church on Father's Day, right? Uh, well, uh, with that in mind, and what Courtney has already done, um, I'm going to ask the dads, stepdads, foster dads, adopted dads, if you would please stand. Because I don't believe everything that I read, all right? Just stand. And, and, and then... And then what I'd like us to do is everybody else stand, and if you would place your hand on a dad near you, or if that kind of creeps you out, reach your hand towards a dad near you as I pray. So everybody else, you get up, you stand up, find you a dad. If your dad's here, that'd be pretty cool to put your hand on them, right? You know, and I'm going to pray. Come here, daughter, May Lee. As you, come here, come here, put your hand on your dad or you pray. Come on. Okay, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to go to you, baby girl. Here, touch me. <laughs> I'm your dad. All right, I'm going to hug her as I pray for us dads in here. I just broke a dad rule. Uh, Heavenly Father, it is so good to have you as our dad. And first and foremost, we want to thank you for loving us, for adopting us, for choosing us. And God, right now I lift up every, every single dad, a stepdad, a foster dad, adoptive dad, Lord, that, that you would, uh, God, that you would just be with them. It's not always easy. Uh, some dads right now feel like, hey, man, they're, they're killing it. They're crushing it. And some dads feel like they're being crushed by it. And God, I pray today that something I say, Lord, something you say through your spirit will encourage every dad here. God will renew and refresh them and refocus them into this incredibly important job they have of being a dad. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. I broke the rule, and I'm okay with breaking rules. Uh, Let me say a couple of things up front. Um, A preface, don't embarrass your middle school or high school daughter like I just did. Well, don't double embarrass her. Now I put her in middle school, and now she's in high school, right? For those watching on Facebook, nice to see you. All right, a couple of things up front. Number one, I I love being a dad. I really do. And my venture into dadhood began on March the 20th, 1984. I was six years old at the time. You may have read that miracle out there. And, and uh, today I have three daughters, age 34, 26, and 14, and two sons, age 12 and 31. I'm a dad, and I'm a stepdad, and, and I'm an adoptive dad. And here, my, my oldest daughter right there, there's Chelsea and her husband, Justin. Here's my oldest son, John, with his wife, Hannah, my grandson Micah, and there's Leela doing what she does in Cambodia, leading in worship, and there is May Lee and Gentile, and four of my grandchildren sitting there. I love being a dad. 
Uh, number two, I, I, I've always found that wearing the title of father, like the same title that God wears to be an honor and also terrifying. Um, number three, dads, despite what modern culture and our secular media says, you matter. You matter a lot. Uh, question, what do 90% of homeless and runaway children, what do 63% of youth who commit suicide, 80% of all rapists, 85% of children with behavioral problems, 71% of high school dropouts, 75% of teens in chemical abuse centers, 85% of all youth in prison, and 75% of all girls who become pregnant as teens. What do they all have in common? They all come from homes without a dad. And yeah, I know there's a lot of debate out there about the importance of dads in recent years. And let me say up front that though many single moms can and do an awesome job, the hardest job out there, that does not in any way diminish the importance of a dad in the life of a child. I mean, it's how the creator, right, of the universe wired and set the system up. Get it? Good. Uh, Number four, I recognize that like Mother's Day, Father's Day can sometimes be a a hard day. Like like maybe you had a great dad and he's just, he's not here anymore and it still hurts. Maybe your dad wasn't around. Or maybe your dad was around and it, it really wasn't that good of an experience. It, I mean, you never really could measure up and it still kind of hurts after all these years. Or maybe you are a dad and you're, you're afraid that you're not measuring up. You think you're kind of failing miserably at this dad thing. You see, I recognize the holidays like Father's Day come emotionally charged. And number five, my goal is... Father's Day 2018 is twofold. First and foremost, to honor my father in heaven on this Father's Day, right? He is a good, good father, you know, and I'm so grateful for who he is. And I want him to be honored today. Everything I say ultimately is for him today. And uh, second, to honor the dads in this room. And when I say dads, I'm talking about stepdads, adoptive dads, foster dads, biological dads. I know it's the weekend, and it's kind of early, and, and you may not have had enough caffeine yet. And you're not sure whether or not you are a dad. So I'd like to help you out. If you've ever pretended that you were asleep when you heard the baby crying, you just might be a dad. If you ever, after finishing your supersized McDonald's french fry, began to invade your four-year-old's happy meal... You just might be a dad. If you ever started a lecture to your kids on any topic with the following six words, back when I was your age, you just might be a dad. If you ever borrowed your son's car to take out your wife to impress her, you just might be a dad. If you ever gave your teenage daughter a pair of sweats to put over those shorts she just had to have, you just might be a dad. If you ever tried to hurry your wife's labor on December the 31st in order to get the tax deduction, (laughs) you just might be a dad. If you ever turned bath time into a timed event just so you could get it done faster and get them in bed faster, you just might be a dad. If you ever met your six-year-old daughter's boyfriend at the door with a shotgun, you just might be a dad. If you ever had vomit 
in your mouth that did not come from your own stomach, you just might be a dad. If you ever considered the creative use of duct tape as a behavior modification tool, you just might be a dad. If the life expectancy of a $20 bill in your wallet is down to less than five seconds, you just might be a dad. If the bathroom with the locking door has become your bastion and last fortress of solitude, you just might be a dad. If you realize it's been five years since you've seen a movie without a talking animal in it, you just might be a dad. If you ever passed gas in the car and you blamed it on your son, you just might be a dad. If you ever allowed a group of eight-year-olds to paint your fingernails and toenails at her birthday party, you just might be a dad. If you're unable to fight back the tears as you left your child off at college or airport to go into the military, or as they walk down the aisle, you just might be a dad. If you found yourself hugging a 22-year-old man whose wife just left him, you just might be a dad. If you became overwhelmed with emotions as you baptized your son or daughter into Christ, you just might be a dad. So are there any dads out there this morning? Now, now a few weeks back, I, you know, I came into the church and hanging out with God and I put my beats on and, and you maybe heard me singing because um, I sing very loud. And I was listening to one of my favorite songs. We sang it today. Happy Father's Day to me, right? Uh, you know, who you say I am. And I listen to it over and over again. And I, I get pretty crazy when I think it's just me. I mean, I'll jump around. I'll walk on chairs. It's, it's kind of scary if you would see it in person. Um, and, and I started thinking about my Father's Day sermon. I said, you know, that, that would be a really good title for a sermon on Father's Day. Who do you say I am? Like, like who does God? say I am? Who does God say you are as a dad? I mean, there's so many other voices out there, right, that try to get into our head and tell us who we are as dads. Voices that say things like, hey, dads, you don't really matter. Dads are just not that important anymore. Dad, you're not measuring up. In fact, you're failing as a dad. I mean, so many other dads are doing so much better than you are I mean, your children would be so much better if they had someone else as their dad rather than you. You'll never get it right. You're not making a difference, so maybe you should just throw in the towel, tap out, give up, admit your defeat because you do not have and never will have what it takes to be a dad. Any dads out there ever hear voices in their head, or am I all alone in this? And, and so this week, I, I really tried to hear what, what God would want to say to me and to every dad out there. And I, I said, God, God, what, what do you want to say? You know, what do I need to hear this, this Father's Day? And, 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 and I really tried to picture you know, God talking to you and to I this morning, and and after a while, and, and I understand, there, there was no voice thudding from the clouds, all right? There's no audible voice of God talking to me. But, but, but after a while, I, I began to hear or feel like what God would want to say to us this morning. And I heard two things jump out, and two very non-rocket science things. 
You see, my heavenly dad knows me, and he knows he has to keep it really, really simple for me to figure it out. Two very simple things. And the first one, I really wasn't expecting to hear, like, wow, okay. But then I realized, like, wow, that's exactly what I need to hear. But before we unpack today's conversation, I just have to do a brief commercial about what's going to happen on July the 1st. You know, you know, we're having a baptism Sunday. Um, and, and again, if you love Jesus and have never been baptized, it's time for you to pray about it, and it's time for you to open up your Bibles and see what Scripture says about it. On our website, if you go to thegrovesevil.org, you can click on, you know, who we are, click on baptism, and you click on that one, and then you'll see that we have a, our baptismal statement and we have a personal study about baptism, okay? And, and, and the statement starts out this way. You know, baptism is an amazing and life-changing event in the life of a Jesus follower. Depending on who you ask, you will hear many different traditions, teachings, and opinions about the subject of baptism, which has led to a great deal of confusion about the subject. We have found that with baptism and other issues, that the best way to clear up that confusion is to go back to the Scriptures. Interestingly, when we look at the Bible, we see that the teaching about baptism is quite clear. At the Grove, we desire to teach and practice everything the Bible teaches about baptism. We're not interested in making baptism more important than Scripture does. On the other hand, we are unwilling to make baptism any less important either. And there's a section on our statement that says, why should who should be baptized? Anyone? All believers are candidates for baptism. Jesus said whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. I, I think that's good news. Anyone desiring to be Jesus' disciples should be baptized. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. How? By baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who should be baptized? Anybody wanting to get in on the promise of forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter replied, repent to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Promises for you and your children, far, far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And again, I, I challenge you, just to, if you haven't been, just pray about it, right? Don't take my word for it. I could be lying to you, right? I'm not the Bible, <laughs> you, know? you know? Just open up the Bible. If you haven't, see what Scripture says about this incredible thing that Jesus introduced and asked us to do where we're allowed to be buried with him and rise and live a new life. Uh, you can ask me questions if you have questions about it. And again, we have stuff on our website. But, you know, I, I think it's really important to do and talk about. And, and on Father's Day, I think God's totally cool with me bringing it up because that's why the Father sent his son so that we could be free from the power of sin. Okay, Father's Day 2018. Let's do this. But here's the first thing I heard God say, and what he wants to say to us as dads. We are his sons. You know, you know, first thing he wants to say, Steve, you know, he wants me to say, I am his son. And that's the foundational and fueling relationship. And like I said, I, I was kind of surprised that this is the first thing that God, you know, like, I'm like, okay, God, it's a Father's Day sermon. Why, why are you starting here with me saying, I am your son? And and the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to me, and the more it became more encouraging to me. You see, everything, everything, dads, are you listening? 
everything that God expects and wants us to do as fathers, he already has and wants to do for us as his sons. I'm going to say that again. Everything that God expects and wants us to do as fathers, he already has and wants to do for us as his sons. Because listen, our ultimate identity is not being a father. Our ultimate identity is being his son. And I'm convinced that if later today I was at Outback Steakhouse grabbing a couple of medium rare steaks with God, with mushrooms, and a loaded baked potato, and some steamed vegetables. <laughs> and, and that, and I wanted to talk to him, like, like, God, how am I doing on this dad thing? Like, I want to evaluate my pro- progress. Like, did I pass my SOD exam? My standard of dadding exam, right? You know, did I pass, not an SOL, SOD, my standard of dadding. Did, did I like pass it? And, and I think the first thing you would say would be, Steve, Steve, before we talk about your dadhood stuff, remember, first and foremost, you're my son. And, and dads, I, I, I cannot encourage you enough cannot encourage me enough to hear God's voice right now, not mine, speaking to you as a father to a son. God's speaking to you. If he was here in this room, he would look at every single dad and say, I love you. You're my son. I'm here for you. I care about you. I believe in you. I am well pleased with you. I am for you, not against you. You are not alone. And he would surprise us with this one. Dad, you're doing better than you think you are. And listen, dads, if you're feeling discouraged as a dad right now, your heavenly father wants to comfort you. And as many of us read this week in 2 Corinthians, and our faith comes from hearing, God is pretty good at that. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And dads, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're over your head in this dad thing right now, your heavenly dad has some words for you this morning. Again, from 2 Corinthians. We were under great pressure and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we'd never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. Great pressure, overwhelmed, beyond our ability, not sure we're ever going to live through it, I don't know about you, but I have felt that way as a dad more than once. But understand, fellow dads, we are God's sons. And listen, this is both the foundational and fueling relationship for being the dad that God wants you to be. I mean, seriously, 
Why would we rely on our own strength and ability? Dads, when we can rely on the strength and ability of the one who raises the dead. Get it? Good. I wish I really got it gooder, you know. <laughs> and, and, and dads, building this relationship with your heavenly dad is all about connection. Jesus said it this way. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And here's what I'm tempting to say. As we, as we take our relationship with our Heavenly Father deeper, we'll find that not only are, are we more willing to be the dad we want to be, but that we are literally empowered to become that dad. You see, it is all about connection. A lot of times I don't know how, I don't know what, but I know where things happen when we're connected to God. Which is why you may hear Courtney say it every now and then, you know, and it's more than something to put on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker, right? You know, that, that we exist as a church to connect people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm convinced that fatherhood, motherhood, you know, childhood, parenthood, studenthood, whatever, you know, I, I, all the hoods, right? I, I'm convinced that everything in life flows out of this relationship that we have with God. And if you're here today and you're a dad and, and you're like, man, my connection is, is like not really good. <laughs> and and you, you're like, hey, maybe I could use some help. Man, fill out a connection card, email me. We got other guys who are trying to figure this thing out. Because the truth is, you can't do it by yourself, right? You, you, you can't be the man you want to be by yourself. You can't be the dad you want to be by yourself, right? It, it's a together thing. Fill out a connection card. Grab me after services, you know, and let's help each other do this. It's a lie of Satan to think that you can be the dad God wants you to be all by yourself. If you're trying to do it all by yourself, as the great theologian Dr. Phil would say, right? Right? How's that working out for you? Yeah, not that good, right? Not that good. So the first thing God wants to say, you know, to you this morning as dads, is that we are his sons, right? And here's the next rocket science thing. Second thing, this is going to blow your mind. We are fathers. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah. Part of a powerful partnership. Part of a powerful partnership. You, you know, even... Even if we had a poor experience with our dad, didn't have a great example, I think most of us dads have in our head an, an idea, right, of the kind of dad we want to be, right? Like, like you want to be a dad whose children feel secure, confident, loved, and accepted. Like, like you want to be a dad where your, your children save sex for marriage and remain faithful to their spouse in marriage. A dad whose children develop a reputation as men and women of integrity, honesty, with a strong work ethic. You want to be a dad whose children stand up to unhealthy peer pressure and develop healthy friendships, whose children say no to drugs and no to abusing alcohol and no to other risky behaviors. You want to be a dad who has children who quickly admit their mistakes, who are forgiving and patient with others, 
and who enjoy a healthy sense of self-esteem and self-confidence. You want to be a dad who has children who, who, who put God in his church right in the center of their lives. You want to be a dad who overhears his daughter saying, when I get married, I want to marry somebody just like my dad. You want to be a dad whose children, even when they're grown up, they call you up and, and they ask you for advice. Hey, dad, I'm really struggling right here. Could you help me? You want to be the kind of dad, if, if they were picking out a card at a card store, if they even exist anymore, right? You know, they have a hard time finding the right card. Not because it says a bunch of lies in it, right? But because it just doesn't say enough. You know, that's the kind of father we all want to be. And I'm, I'm so not there yet. And that's where this powerful partnership comes into play. You see, ultimately, your son or daughter is a child of God, right? After all, he breathed life into your son or daughter. He, he's the one who knit them in their mother's womb. Um, they are his masterpiece, his workmanship, not, not, not yours. And he has plans and thoughts and intentions for them. And he has chosen to partner with us by making us, making them our sons and daughters. I mean, crazy as it is, God said, you know what? There's going to be a person existing named Chelsea and John and Leela and May Lee and Gentile and this bonehead over here named Steve Malone. For some reason, I, I think I should make him their dad, you know. And, and, and the same goes for you, right? For some reason, of all the people God picked, he says, hey, I, I, I want them to be their dad. And listen, important with God, it's good for two reasons. One, he gives us the power we need to be the father we want to be as we connect to him and walk with him, right? He's going to give us the power we need. The more we connect with him, the more power can flow, right? And he provides us a model of what being a father should look like. And that's what I want to talk about in our brief time together. You know, and I'm going to do what I've done a couple times before. I'm closing my book. I'm freestyling, right? Because I'm realizing, like, yo, dude, you got so much stuff like you always do, and you won't get this done till next Father's Day, right? And, and so I, I just want to talk about some qualities of God, some characteristics of God the Father, the kind of Father is to us, the kind of things that God puts in this relationship he has with us as his sons and daughter, right, that, that we need to put in our relationships with our sons and daughters, right? And, and so... You know, I took an acrostic, and I worked it hard to make it work, right? I took an acrostic of the word father, and, and I came up with six qualities that, that if, and these qualities, that, that's, you know, are not to beat us up, right? You know, you know, sometimes dads can feel beat up in church, right? Mother's Day, we're going to give you flowers. Dads, hey, you, you stink. You're terrible. You're awful. You're doing a terrible job. Get your act together. Have a great Father's Day, right? And, and, and that's not the purpose, you know, th th these qualities here. And I want, us, I want you to think, like, how can I do just a little bit better? You know, how can I add this? Just take, what step can I take this week to begin implementing this in my life? And so it, the word is father. Anybody know how to spell father? F-A-T-H-E-R, right? And the F stands for forgiveness. Forgiveness. I got to tell you what, I think God knows that forgiveness needs to be a part of relationships, right? I mean, he, he made that a big part of his relationship with us, right? And, and God is all over forgiveness. I mean, you can go home and check it out. 
There's scripture references in your outline, right? You know, if you miss some blanks, I'll, I'll send it to you later because I'm not even thinking about blanks right now, all right? But, but God forgave us, right? God loves to forgive, right? He loves to forgive us. He loves to keep no record of wrong, scripture says. And, 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 and here's the deal. Jesus gave it that, that picture, right? Prodigal son, right? That, 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 that kid was messed up, <laughs> you know? He messed up big time. Took all the money, left far away from his dad as he possibly could. Didn't write, didn't text, didn't FaceTime. And then this kid hit rock bottom. I mean, he lived totally contrary to the values of his dad. But as soon as he started headed home, as soon as he was broken and repented, what happened? His dad runs out to meet him. Understand, our God is quick to forgive. Our God loves to forgive. And forgiveness, because we are messed up sinful people and we hurt each other. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not on purpose, right? And so forgiveness needs to be in there in a relationship with our children, right? We need to forgive them. You know, when they are repentant, I'm not saying there shouldn't be consequences, right? Right? I, I like Dr. Phil's thing, right? Choose the behavior, choose the consequence, right? You know, and I'm not saying you excuse wrong behavior. What I'm saying is, is that when your children say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I repent. We need to forgive them. We need to erase and delete that, long, that wrong. That, don't keep it in your back pocket to pull out later when you're ticked off at them. Well, you know what? Two years ago, but I thought you forgave me for that. Why are you bringing that up again? All right? So Forgiveness. You know, do you have any forgiveness to do, any business with your, with your children and forgiveness? Don't let there be rifts, right, with your kids. You know, it, it, as, as far as it depends on you, try to make it right. Try to make it right. And, and, and dads, forgive yourself. You know, you've not been perfect. <laughs> you've been selfish sometimes. You've done stupid things. You know, forgive yourself. When you mess up, A lot of times I mess up because I'm, a, I'm Irish, not an excuse. And, and, and I can go off on my kids with my mouth that is so wrong that I'd hate for y'all to videotape it and put it on the screen. You know, and every, it takes a while to realize I've been an idiot, you know, and, and, and there's probably sometimes I missed, missed it, but there have been many times I have to go tell my kids, I'm sorry. I should never talk to you that way. I was so wrong to do that. You know, forgiveness. The A in Father stands for affection, right? Does God love us? Is love part of his relationship with us as his children? Absolutely. You know, our kids need to know that, that we love them. Not conditional. You know, not, okay, if, you, if your GPA is this, or you get into this school... You know, th th then I'm going to really, really love you. If not, I'll, I'll kind of tolerate you. No, again, you don't approve of wrong behavior, but our kids got to know that, they, that we love them. You know, that, that nothing's going to change that. That nothing they, they could do, right? Height or depth, angels or demons, right? It's just like God's love. We got to let them know, hey, nothing will ever separate you from my love. Doesn't mean I won't get mad at you when you do wrong. It doesn't mean you don't sometimes break my heart. 
by the way you live and the things you say, maybe even the things you do to me, but you need to know that I will always love you no matter what. And so dads, you know, what steps can you take to make sure that forgiving, just a small step, right? That would be big. You know, make sure there's forgiveness and to show your kids, make sure they know that you love them. And it's not conditional, right? And that it ain't going away. It's always going to be there. Now, the T stands for time together, right? Time together, you know, involvement in our kids' lives. And, and, and does God want to be involved in our lives? I mean, he couldn't wait, right? You know, he, he had to build it, you know, he, 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 we walked with Adam and then we messed it up. And then he couldn't wait to build a temple where his presence could dwell. And he, he couldn't wait to one day put on flesh so he could dwell with us. And he can't wait to read in Revelation where one day he'll dwell with us forever. I mean, he, he just seems like he just can't get enough of us, right? He wants to be involved in our lives. And we need to be involved in our kids' lives, spend time with them, right? You know, um, and that may mean we may have to close the laptop. Put down this device that is good and evil at the same time, right? Put down the phone. Turn off the game. Get off the couch. And spend time with them. You know? Dads, what can you do this week to spend time with your kids? You know, again, not to be... And if you think I'm perfect on this, man, you don't want to see my, my, my grade on my, my, my standard of dadding, right? You know, I fall woefully short, right? But what if you did spend more time? with your kid, with your son or your daughter? What if you did make sure, man, I want you to know I love you. I want you to know I'm always going to love you. I want you to know when I get mad, that doesn't mean I change my feelings for you. I want you to know that I will always love you no matter what. And the H, and this is where I had to work it hard, (laughs) um, helping them become. Helping them become who God created them to be. And, 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 And part of that does involve Helping them become, you know, helping them fulfill all their dreams, right? Their educational dreams, their vocational dreams, maybe their athletic dreams. And, and sometimes with those dreams, you may have to prod them every now and then. Uh, but listen, all of their vocational dreams and all of their, all of their educational dreams and, and, and all of their athletic dreams are all secondary to the number one thing you have to help them become which is a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. That's it. Those things aren't wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't do them. But I tell you what, and this is not fully correct, but what does it profit you, I'm kind of paraphrasing, for your son, ace the SAT, get a 4.0 in college, have a seven-figure job, have a vacation house on the beach, be admired by everybody else, have his, have his name on the headlines if they lose their very soul. If you, if you fail at this, it doesn't matter. You fail. You fail as a parent, okay? It doesn't mean you can't get it right now, but that's, that's our number one job, and I'm not trying to be harsh, but it's just real. That's what God wants, right? Fathers, do not exasperate your children. My goodness, I'm a good exasperator. But bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, right? You know, you, 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 that's your number one job. And, and one of the best ways to do that is to model it, even imperfectly. I'm a dad who models it, my faith, so imperfectly 
but I model it enough that my kids love Jesus, right? So you don't have to be perfect at this. Believe when I tell you. But when your kids see that you love Jesus and, and that you want to be like Jesus and you're helping them find Jesus, it, it seems to be, it seems to work out. So dad, what can you do to help your kids? If they have a dream, right? A, a college dream and they're studying for a test, help them with that test, you know? I, I take my son Gentile out and I go to the batting cage and I, even with my, my one injured wing, right? Because it's the playoffs and I want him to get hit in that championship game. I'm going to throw some buckets of balls in that cage. And you know what? Yeah, he, he got a hit, right? He, he drove in two runs. I'm, I'm going to do that. And there's not a thing wrong with that. We should do that. But don't leave out the other. Is that, does that make sense? Don't leave out the other. And don't let that be primary. You know, God first, and that all stuff is good and great and wonderful, right? But don't let it overtake it. And it can in our culture, especially where we live, right? You know, we live where we live of, hey, where did your son or daughter get accepted to college, right? You know, oh, my, you know, let's not, hey, if they love God. And John, 3 John 4 says, I have no greater joy than to know my children are walking with the Lord, all right? The E stands for encouragement. You know, and this is just, And the best way we encourage, one way encourage us are words. I, I, I can be a really bad encourager. You know what you would call that? A discourager. <laughs> I mean, I got the gift of walking into my house sometimes and pointing out everything that's wrong. Are you kidding me? You've been home all day? <laughs> Look at these dishes in the sink and the floor. You couldn't think of vacuuming? And you've been sleeping and what? I mean, I can. I'm so good at finding fault at times. I'm just being real. Your reckless words pierce like a knife. And sometimes my words are pierced like a knife, but the, the heart of the wise heals. I mean, the power of our words encourage our kids. Let them know, hey, we be, I believe in you. You're awesome. You can do this. You got this. You're smart. You're pretty. You're capable, right? You know, those words are so powerful. And today, today with technology, right, I mean, you can say them so many different ways. Like, you can be in person and say them. That's kind of the old-fashioned way, right? Like, you can actually talk to a human being. You're still allowed to do that, didn't know? And you can carry cash, too. Go figure, right? You know, but you can actually talk to a human being. Look them in the eye and say something encouraging to them, right? To your children, you know, and, and maybe a good challenge before you leave her, look three people in the eye and just say a word of encouragement to them. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Like that we could actually come to church and have someone speak words of encouragement to us. That's great. You know, so, so encourage them, right? You can look them in the eye. Text is great, right? You know, I have two children who don't live here. They both text me this morning about Father's Day, right? That's pretty cool, Right? You know, you, you can write them a note, you know, and e- even like a real note, you know, not email, like, like, they, like this, they used to have this stuff called paper and pens and stamps, right? You could actually like write a note and, and, and handwritten note and like, and you put it in this mailbox and like it goes to where they live <laughs> and they open it up and they can like keep that and you'd be surprised the ones they would keep, right? And you say, hey, you know, I didn't think about it and I love you. I, I, I think you're awesome. Like I sent my son-in-law a text this morning because we we, didn't have, we had a rough start. 
you know, we both admit it, you know, and, and I just said, man, you know what? You are a good dad, and thank you for loving my daughter so well. You know, I couldn't ask for someone to love my daughter better. And that's what you want, right? It is a text. <laughs> he says, hey, thanks, Steve, for putting up when I was such an idiot and loving me anyway. You know, and, and encouragement. Dads, what can you do just to encourage? What can we all do to encourage each other? I mean, this world is so full of put-downs. We get beat up everywhere else. We shouldn't be in our homes. Not with our dad. You know, and, and, and when we are, that brings in the R as I wrap this puppy up. Because when we do that, we're going to be a refuge for our kids. And that, isn't that what you want to be? A refuge for your kids? Don't you want to be a safe place? You know, David always said, God, God, you're my refuge. You're my hiding place. You're my refuge. I rest in the shadow of your wings. I, I, I want to be a shadow winger. Where, I don't know how to say it. But I, I want to be, I want, I want to have big wings and a shadow because this world is hot. This world is nasty. And I want my kids to know, you know what? When, when, when your peers are at you, when you're afraid, when you're discouraged, when you had a letdown, when you're suffering, I want you to know that, you know what? There's a place that you can run to. There's a place where you can find shadow in. And, that's, and I know I can't be dad. I mean, God. And I want them first and foremost to go to God. But I, I want to be a refuge. I want to be a refuge as a dad. Father, F-A-T-H-E-R. Forgive, affection, F-A-T. <laughs> Tied together. I'm good at spelling. Oh, it's all the, I could have just read it. <laughs> Helping them become, encourage, and be a refuge. And what can you do, dads? Just a little bit, right? Right? Because I think you'd admit, if we just did a little bit better, right? We went from here to here in each of those areas, it, it'd make a difference. We don't take a huge leap, but it, it would make a difference. Now, I want to close with this pic, couple pictures that illustrate this in a really powerful way. In 1992, the Olympics in Barcelona. This is Derek Johnson. You probably know his story, Right? Um, you get YouTube it, it's got all kinds of pictures. And he, he was in the Olympics, he semifinals for the 400 meter. His, his, his dream was about to come true to win the gold. The, the, gun, the gun goes off and, and Derek is running the race of his life. The finish line is almost there. And then he feels a stab and pain in his right leg and he falls to the ground. He had ripped his hamstring. Man, I mean, the race is over for him. And, you know, everybody is passing him by. And, 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 and then he begins to... You know, he, he gives a stand up and he, he starts to hop to finish this race. And there's a big dude like coming out of the stands and the security guards are trying to stop this guy from running onto the track and they're not able to stop him because they say, hey, that's my son. You know, and, and, and his dad gets up to Derek, his dad Jim gets up to him and, 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 you, and he says, you don't have to do this, Derek. And he says, I do. And he says, you know what? Then we are going to finish this race together. If you watch the video, you see the pictures. Many times he's, just, has this, he's in so much pain. He's crying. He's got, his, he's got his face buried in his dad's chest. But they finished the race. And the crowd is first kind of stunned. Like, hey, what? this is kind of crazy. Then they begin to realize what is happening. That's a father, not the son. And, and the whole crowd just stands and it cheers. I'm a son. 
and I'm a father. Go back to that picture if you would. The very last one. You know, see, sometimes I'm the son and that's God having to carry me because I, I just don't think I can go anymore. You know, and, and, and he comes and he carries me. And I want you to know he'll carry you no matter what you're going through today. And, 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 and then sometimes the father is me and that's my kids, right? I mean, it's, I love that. I am a father and I am a son. What, what incredible things to celebrate on this Father's Day. And I want you to know that you serve a God that right now in the race of life, he will come beside you and he will help you. And you can, you can bury your head in his chest. You can cry. You can do whatever. And he will help you finish it. And dads, let's try to be that. Mom, let's try to be that for our kids, right? I'm going to come and help you. And we're going to finish this race together as it was intended to be. Would you stand and pray with me? Uh, Father, this race of life gets hard. And I just want to thank you. A lot of times I fell face down on the track. And I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to run anymore. I almost didn't believe anymore in me. And I want to thank you, Dad, for every single time. Eight years ago, I was on the beach, and eight years ago to this very day, I was in the beach waiting for the sun to rise in Daytona, and you met me on that track, <laughs> and you lifted me. Thank you for being a God who lifts up, us up out of. And Father, I pray for everyone in this room to know that that's who their dad is, that when they fall and stumble, God, that you don't, you don't kick them, Lord, but you come beside them and you help them in life. And Lord, I just especially lift up the dads in this room and God, I pray you'll just encourage them and let them know they're not alone. That even in this race of dadhood, that, that you're their son and that you will carry them and help them to be the dad that they want to be. And Lord, thank you for loving us and I just pray that your Holy Spirit just helps your truth, whatever truth we needed to hear individually, marinate in our soul this morning. Amen.